Howdy, and welcome to Further Every Day, the podcast where we discuss current events through the lens of the Christian worldview. But here's the catch. Each one of us is sitting here in a chair, and from that chair, we are going to argue a slice of the Christian apologetic, just a a fine point from that perspective. However, today we'll be talking about one uh, more specific topic that's in the news. It's a buzzword lately. But before we get to that, first, to my right, I have Mr. Charlie. How are you? I am doing great tonight. Thank you very much, John Arthur. How are you? I'm doing well. Good to have you here. And uh, tonight you're going to be you're going to be taking two chairs because there's three of us here. Yep. Kind of yep. hop chair hopping here. Yep. We're going to be doing uh, politics and. Okay, you'll be taking care of the political nature, and then of course the home culture, the culture outside, how that affects politics, how that affects our faith. Absolutely. And to my left, I have Jennifer. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm going to be sitting in the chair of theology. Excellent. The reason why we believe, sola scriptura, et cetera, et cetera. Very good. And uh, I'll be hopping back and forth. I'm John Arthur. I'll be hopping back and forth between the chair of uh, philosophy, uh, the reasons why we believe what we believe. In addition to the Bible, there's also a purpose, a reason, and a design behind the universe if we believe there's intelligent designer. And of course, the economic side. Uh, There are all things being equal. If you are in a nice country and you run along the grain of the universe, you run with wisdom, God's wisdom, things tend to go better. And of course, your nation tends to be prosperous because God blesses those who follow his will. Not always with money, but uh, sometimes. With that said, let's go ahead and dig into the topic today. Today's a little bit different. We're going to do more of a topical approach to nationalism. Nationalism is a buzzword that's been in the news, and I think it's really important for us to define terms. So I've got dictionary.com, which which kind of has, I, I feel like it has a little bit of a slant is what I'm reading here, but that's okay. So they, they have a patriotism versus nationalism Um, article on dictionary.com and so what is patriotism I'm reading from the article now the word patriotism is a noun that means devoted love support and defense of one's country or national loyalty some folks would also define that as nationalism giving the country first your country first uh, putting that the needs of your nation over others but um, dictionary.com would say uh, in most contexts, nationalism is the policy or doctrine of asserting the interests of one nation uh, viewed as separate from the interest of other nations or the common interests of all nations. Uh, Dictionary.com says nationalism is excessive, aggressive patriotism. You know, that's, that's interesting there. I, and I, I think you can take it that way, but go ahead. Well, I'll I tell you, the, I want to read the one from Wikipedia. And by the way, I am not a Wikipedia fan. So for those of you listening, it's crowdsourced information. Yeah, it's I, I'm not take it with a grain of salt. Take buyer, it with a grain buyer of salt. Beware. But very, I do like um, I like how they worded these first few statements, and I think from the worldly perspective, this really accurately defines it. Nationalism is an idea and movement that holds that the nation should be congruent with a state. We could stop there and talk for quite a while. I don't want to, but that's an important statement. As a movement, nationalism tends to promote the interests of a particular nation as in a group of people, especially with the aim of gaining and maintaining the nation's sovereignty over its homeland. 
and and you know as we get into this topic tonight um, you're right john arthur this this term is being thrown around a lot and culture has really started to push it more and more i think what's interesting is that those on the left in our country progressives would say that nationalism horrible <clears throat> we are not to be dominant nation and i wouldn't necessarily disagree with that the thing is is that they they make it in such a way that i think it really misrepresents what nationalism really should be i have no problem with an american being proud to be an american we should we've got stains in our past there's no doubt about that but every nation has <clears throat> and that's the, the other point that, absolutely right when you look at cuba cuba is a great example of that right now there are a lot of proud cubans but where are they sitting right now deep poverty deep oppression things like that so i think when we want to talk about nationalism and defining it it is important to define i just gave you the worldly look excuse me a moment <coughs> apologies if you look at how i think it really should be defined i think it should be defined as being proud of your homeland to represent your homeland, and being a citizen does good in that. I think if I were to summarize it, that's that's probably where. I... That's that's sort of your definition of nat nationalism. Sounds much like patriotism, and I think that would be a good equivalency. So I I want to go over. So that's the political and cultural take. Yeah, they're they're tied very tight. And, and so that's sort of the introduction from that. I want to go to the theological uh, chair here, and I want to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. and, and of course, add, add whatever of your own thoughts you want to add in. But there's, the, the, the scriptures talk about nations being appointed by God, and the rulers appointed by God. So what's the nation's purpose? And can we be, and I, I got caught the other day using the word proud. Can we take pleasure and be happy about our nation doing good from the terms of, in terms of the gospel? Well, I think you're 100% right. Nations are absolutely biblical. In our day and age, you know, we can get into later on down in the timeline, but you know, from the Tower of Babel, God divided the nations. He divided the people into nations. And I definitely think that there's nothing in the Bible that's that says that you can't be proud of things that your nation does. I mean, If they're Paul, good things, I yeah. mean, you take pleasure in your work and you yeah, pride exactly. in your work. I'm trying to remember where it is exactly, but, you know, Paul himself was very, you know, I'm an Israelite. I'm a... I'm of the he knew he was of the tribe of Benjamin. He he knew where he was from. He knew his nation. And then he still went out into other nations. So I think that's that's sort of the dividing line where I think there's a lot of European countries mm -hmm. that are very happy for what we did in World War II. 
Yeah. I think there's a lot of Indonesian and Asian countries that are very happy about what we did in World War II. Yeah, I, I guess it's just, you know, in, in some of these definitions, this just assumption that nationalism is inherently tied with something bad is, I don't, I don't I know that I would that. agree with that. I don't, I don't think that, yeah. that necessarily having nationalism or <laughs> pride in your nation or patriotism, even rather extreme patriotism, excludes you from wanting to, to involve yourself in the world appropriately. And just to clarify, I, I'm agreeing with how you stated that. That's stated really that's, well. That's very well stated. And so that's uh, coming, and that sets up really well for the philosophical chair and the economic chair. What is the purpose of a country? It's to set up borders that are protected where its people can be safe and to provide a stable environment for the family to be produced. And of course, if you're looking at it from a gospel perspective, you can't send missionaries if you don't have a stable home life. If you're in one of these countries where you, you get shot at just going down to the river to get a drink of water to bring home your hut, that's a bad thing. I mean, that is, that, that is an evil being perpetrated by the rulers of that place, allowing that to continue. So, and let me define nationalism. It's important to define terms, right? And, and yes. you've both put some good definitions forward. Uh, there are two ways that you can look at it. And, and I guess it really comes down to which side of the Enlightenment is your thought lining up with or what forms. There's the Burke and the Locke uh, uh, schools of thought, if you will, if I can be so reductive to bring it to those two. Um, Edmund Burke believed that nation soil blood was your allegiance and what made you special your heritage the soil of the ground and your ethnicity john locke on the other hand created a or not i shouldn't say created he recognized that god your inalienable rights country that recognizes those rights that your overarching value system that everyone appeals to a standard when they say something's moral and moral or i don't like that this shouldn't be that way the question is is it the nation the blood and the soil and the history of that that dictates your moral values or is it a responsibility to almighty god to treat his other image bearers the way he would have them treated so if you say a nation like america where everywhere since world war one every time american troops boots hit the ground the oppressed rejoice the yes. oppressors weep that's what America is, and it has been the single greatest sender of missionaries. And maybe the, 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 there's some question now, like I think South Korea is actually, interestingly enough, coming up on that rank. But America has been a sender of the gospel into all the nations. I can be pleased. I can say 
God has done wonderful works. America was the second nation as part of a general movement with the Anglo-Saxon and American abolitionist movement. It was a second country in a world dark with slavery. And I, I, I say dark as in sin. Slavery. You, you, know, have, you have America is the first one to say, you know what? This is evil. This is wrong. And that's my philosophical take. You know, what's really interesting about that is that the liberals and the progressives in this have not only painted things like make America great again, very negative light. I never, this is me personally, I never saw Trump as really stating he was looking for global dominance. Now, there are some that would indeed. One of the things, so let's go back. I'll give you a little comparison here. Was Ronald Reagan a nationalist? I would argue that he was certainly a patriot. And, and we talked about the definition of those two words lining up very closely. Nobody would accuse Reagan of looking to over the world. He definitely was doing what you talked about moments ago. He was looking to send the oppressor a message and those that were oppressed give hope. Trump is different, obviously, that perspective. He goes about it very differently. But here's my point. <clears throat> The liberals and progressives have taken the Make America Great Again and really just totally painted that in a white nationalist movement. And can I take that for just a moment? <clears throat> it's reflectionism at its best because you, you realize that the National Socialist Party has many, if not exactly, the same plank points in their party plank that the radical far left has. And, when, and by the way, something to, to really know, I, I can't stand it when conservatives fall for this trap. When we're talking about alt-right and alt-left, that, that is the European right and left of the 1930s and 40s because you either had socialization of all of the work but private ownership or you had communal ownership of everything and the means of production. You had the socialization of the means of production, but you could have private property, or nothing was owned, the commies. Those are the two different groups. And so when stupid, stupid conservatives go and they take the bait and they say, you want to know who the far right are? They drive horse and buggies in Pennsylvania. That's what they do. That's the far right. That's the ultimate right. That, that is them saying, leave me alone. I don't want to try anything new. I'm kind of muddled in my ways, but I'm going to stick to this. That's the far right. So, but to, to, to add to that point, they're reflecting the whole horseshoe theory, utter tripe. No, no, no. They've redefined the terms and we bought it. And, and, and that is where politically as Christians... We have to hold feet to the fire because a common play in the liberal playbook is to redefine terms. 
on the fly. I mean, we can yeah, we can always. define it one way at the beginning. We will redefine it as we move forward, and I I think that's that's where we as Christians need to keep our eye on the ball. You know, one of the things that my wife she'll get so upset with me at times because I, I nitpick at definitions of words. One of the things that I'll tell her is, darling, words matter. Knowing what they mean exactly is important when we communicate. And she, she used to kind of blow that off. Over time, she has seen there's some validity to that. So I, I think culturally, as Christians, when we're talking about nationalism, I agree with you, John Arthur, it's, it's very closely linked to patriotism. I have no problem with that. I also would say that as a as a a patriot, as a as a nationalist, if you sure that I really want to use that term to describe us. But the thing is, we also need to admit the wounds that we've that our ancestors have created. Absolutely. When you look at slavery, what a what a terrible stain. Um how we took this country uh, from from Native Americans in that's a little disturbing to me. I think there was ways that we could have worked through all those things. You know, for, for Native Americans, there's many that just lost their live livelihoods, lives for really unjust reasons. Yeah, you know? yeah, I. Um... That kind of makes you think of the question that John Arthur asked me at the beginning, you know, how do you honor an evil nation? And I, I'm not saying that the United States is evil. Right, right. But I, I did find something that I really like. I'm going to read it. It's from talkgenesis.org. I'll send it to you later. Um, so what do you do if you live in an evil nation? How can the Christian honor the dishonorable? First, we need to understand that all nations fall short. All countries have sinned. While the United States has been an extraordinary force for good in the world, there's no question it has its stains from racism and slavery in the past to the slaughtering of the unborn in the present. It's therefore reasonable to ask, how can we honor a sinful nation? Perhaps the best answer to this question is, the best we can. Paul was a Roman citizen when he penned Romans 13, and I think most would agree Rome was not a model of righteousness. Yet Paul honored it and often referred to its laws and privileges. By honoring your nation, you are not endorsing its sins. It's much like the command to honor your mother and father. Some parents are saints, others are not. We honor them not based on their perfection, but on God's perfect commandment. I well, love that's that. That's a very interesting that's take. That's really that's good. beautiful. Yeah. And that, that really comes down to it. When, when, when you look at other nations at the time and during that day, this is not an excuse. I'm saying we are coming forward out of moral depravity only because, and, and Ben Shapiro will say because of Athens and Rome. No, no, no. <coughs> or, sorry, Athens and Jerusalem. Excuse me. I would argue that it came from Jerusalem and through the persecution of the saints. I, I, I think thought and philosophy are wonderful. But if you think that the, it started with the Greeks, no, 
No, Amen. it started with Solomon. I agree. Long before, and he was much smarter than and much more wise than Plato or Aristotle. Totally agree with that point. Yeah, I, I think, and this is possibly diverging a little bit from nationalism strictly, but the um, phrase that's le you know lauded on the the Greek philosophers and the Enlightenment, I I think it you know. We don't pay the the right respect to the fact that you know who gave them that mind, who, <laughs> who gave us the ability to be wise. It, in the end, it all comes back to God, and you you should never give this undue glory to men, no matter how you know how much good that they have done in the world. They they did that through through the the sovereign will of God. And and so that's that, that's a really nice layup for me. Thank you on the on the philosophical and economic side. Why do you do what you do? You look at the nation. If they are taking a stance to protect their people from evil, you define that as nationalism. If you define by the way, I'm not a fan of endless wars. I'm really not. Uh, and by the way, Trump was the first president who actually said, hey, I have the fortitude to pull out and we're going to put special operations groups over this, that, and the other, and they're going to watch over this stuff and they're going to keep an eye on it. As soon as we need to, we will drone the daylights out of someone. We have to. That I have no issue with. Amen. I do have an issue with long wars with depleted uranium shells causing cancer <clears throat> and, and you know and, and just people who had no they had no reason to die and they're dying of cancer now. And that's because we have these long drawn out wars in Libya and Iraq and Afghanistan and, and I, I understand that. But if your nation is putting itself up at, to the detriment of others, you define that as nationalism. I would say I, I'm not in favor of nationalism if that's how you define it. But if you define it as protecting people, specifically your people and others, as nationalism and nationalistic pride, I'm all for it. If yep. it's about the blonde hair and blue eyes and we're the best race, I, you know, we need to right. have a talk. You know, what's really interesting about the point that you, you just brought up, <clears throat> protracted wars, you look at the war that we got into Iraq, George W. Bush. You know, at the time that that happened, I personally was all for it. <clears throat> well, we were lied for, to. For, well, okay. And I was just going to say, the key point there, the only reason I was for it, was because of the concern. Now, does does Iraq have the brains to put together a missile that can reach the U.S. No. But they, the Russians do. Yes. And not only that, we're also talking about a great ally in Israel. And I guarantee you, if I were president, I've got your backside. And if I, if I understand that you've got weapons of mass destruction over there and, and Israel can't take care of that, I, as a president, would be willing to step in and say, "Okay, I'll handle that." But as you as you stated, that that was not the case, and that right there really goes to the heart of something else. 
Saddam Hussein was 110% pure, unadulterated, grade A evil. Thrilled that he got taken out. Is that really up to us to do? That's a discussion for well, the but, question. The question is, is does it threaten your nation's sovereignty and your ability to protect the people? It, it, it's the sin of omission question. Right. right? Yes. If you yes. could go out and take care of that person. I think in the end, we ended up in a war that really shouldn't have been near as long as what it was. thing is, is we knew where Saddam was. <coughs> we, we, yes. we, we, we knew, and we could have easily done that. That's one of those things. And so the, there was a theory that's been put forward, and I, and I need to go and dig and, and pull citations out. There was a theory of war that was brought out after World War II. I saw how long it took to develop the, the weapons. This is, this is a theory that's been propounded to me. And again, I need to find citations. But the theory was it took us so long to get our war machine going that if that ever happened again, we may or may not, because World War II was close. It was close, and the race for, you know, the Germans had nuclear capabilities, and they were about ready to go when we dropped the bombs. Uh, or right, right before uh, BJ Day, or, excuse me, victory in Germany. Anyway, point being, they decided that if we could keep continuous war, be the world's police force, we would have a military industrial complex, one that uh, certain president who created the CIA and immediately tried to dismantle it and couldn't do it before he left office, um, said to be aware of. Eisenhower wanted us to be aware of that military industrial complex. We built it. It's a monster. And unfortunately, dragging out these, we could have peace. And instead of having this large standing army, we could have a highly trained group of folks who could go in and neutralize most targets before they become a For us today in this culture, this political, and I think it's important that as Christians, we understand the definition of what true nationalism <clears throat> And I think you've articulated it really well through Basically, when we're engaged in conversations with people that don't agree with us, we need to get them to define their terms. And when they define it, they go with that ultra-liberal, okay, yeah, I agree with that. That is not what we should be doing. And then attempt to define it the way we think it should be. And we might find that they actually agree with that. I think there's an ulterior motive to using this nationalism argument, and I think that it's being used for wrong, evil, but not everybody is hooked into that. That's the danger of the left and the progressives. You They've mixed things, and it's hard for normal-thinking people to pick it out. When people are saying no justice, no peace for someone who is sentenced to 22 years in prison for a guy dying while he was in custody, and it's arguable whether or not, I, I, I do lean against shoving just a little bit, but 22 years, not that much. 
Um, but but we say no justice. The guy's behind bars now. It, cops behind bars don't last long. You know, I was going to say you know that the if words he lives are twisted. That long. You know that the words are twisted. So <clears throat> just kind of going around the room to sort of wrap up because we do have to go early today. Jennifer, when theologically, when we're engaging people on the issue of nationalism versus patriotism, how 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 do we go about it, and what's our ultimate objective when we're talking to someone who doesn't share the Christian faith? Well, I think for, for Christians, um, nationalism is a useful tool, and I don't think that we should discount that. I mean, just, just the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm remembering, you know, Joseph working for Pharaoh, all the good that he did to prevent that famine. Um, um, I had another one off the top of my head that I thinking of, oh, Daniel, Daniel and King Nebuchadnezzar, all of the multitudes of, of um, godly Christians who had to live under wicked kings in Israel, you know, so, so just because that a nation, you don't agree with everything the nation is doing or that they are absolutely wicked, you still have a certain duty as a Christian. And I think the way that we could potentially approach that to non-Christians is as always, through uh, giving up the gospel lens, you know, when when they come up to us and they ask us, "What are you do? Why are you not up in arms over you know this policy?" Oh, well, it's because of my faith, and then dive into the gospel. Absolutely, and so you know, having an answer—that's yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I was just thinking about something. Correct me if I'm wrong. Twelve tribes of Israel. Had a flag. Uh, they, I believe, each one of them had a banner. Yes. It, so when you think about that, even God believes, and and I, w I want to be very careful here. God sets up nations. Yes. If if the nation is doing well, you can. And I'm not using the word pride. I'm saying you can take pleasure and you can honor the good in regards to the gospel, Absolutely. and always, always speak out against the evil. Yeah, nations can be an incredibly powerful tool. God, even even if there's a wicked man who's supposedly running it, all things work together for good. Christians need to remember that and just keep on trucking. Amen. So, just your quick wrap up. You know, from a political standpoint, I think it's dangerous for us to group people. National nationalism tends to do that, and I'm talking about the term white nationalism. You folks, you don't want to be divisive. Like we're one blood. For one blood that's important to know from a cultural perspective make sure you know definition your work and and don't be afraid to agree with the others if they really are presenting an argument that you agree with that's okay it's not compromise if you're both <coughs> saying the same thing about one slice of the issue that's not exactly. compromise I, I totally agree that's pursuing truth and I want to apologize to everybody for my cough. I am so sorry. I forgot my cough drops, and I'm on the tail end of COVID. Mr. Charlie and I are both getting over the Rona. If you can hear it in our voice, we got the natural vaccine. It took two weeks <laughs> instead of two jabs. <laughs> but okay, I'm sorry. I'm like me. I'm genetically superior. You're, you're, you're now genetically superior because you're vaccinated. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so just to pull us out here and wrap up the show, uh, uh, the philosophical, and I'll touch on the economic for just a moment in my wrap-up. 
the philosophical reason, the teleology, the reason for a nation is to protect her people. And if that nation, if you define us going out and stamping out some sort of crazy dictator who wants nukes, if you call that nationalism, I'm all for it, buddy. If you're talking about nationalism in the perspective of, say, Germany, China, Russia, where it was exerting that nation, it was a religion. By the way, patriotism can become a religion and an yes. idol. Do not let it be this. Because when you put religion, any religion, over your relationship with God, bad things happen. Like the Holocaust, like 20 million dead in the USSR. Secularism is a cancer, and that was part of the nationalism in Russia. <gasps> and same in China. It's killed hundreds of millions in China, if you include all the abortions, the Uyghurs, the, all of these different travesties. So nationalism, I would argue, is a neutral thing. It is a pride in the nation. You can take pride in what's good and declare what's evil as what it is. But if you don't do that, then you're doing it wrong. Patriotism is a good word. I like patriotism. If you say patriotism is forwarding your interest among other nations, great. Economically, same thing. What's the purpose of the nation? Provide. And by the way, when one nation is providing for its own people and playing fair with others, other nations prosper. That is a moral good. With that said, that's kind of my, my summary there. Uh, make sure you define your terms. Thank you so much for listening today. I know it's a little bit short today. I promise we'll get back to longer episodes soon. But uh, once again, thank you so much for your listenership. Great topic. As always, uh, uh, go ahead and like, comment, and sub uh, subscribe. If you have a topic that you wish us to cover, go ahead and put it down there in the comments section. And uh, if you have an argument that uh, you think would have been a good one today, go ahead and uh, put that down there as well and tell us from which chair you're arguing. If you hate, uh, hate our guts and you think you don't agree with us, et cetera, et cetera, go ahead and put a comment down there and tell us from which chair you're arguing. Leave us an e comment, whatever. That's fine. And uh, make sure you hit that dislike button twice. With that said, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Y'all have a wonderful and blessed week. In honor listening. of Josh. Booyah. Booyah. <laughs> yeah, booey, I think is what he says. Yep. Yeah, 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 booey, I don't know. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>